What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the 526 Podcast, where tonight we'll be talking about St. John's defeating Providence 75-73. to The Red Storm get it done against the Friars and improve to 4-1 and in Big East play. Their best start to Big East play since 2001. A just tremendous um, fight by the St. John's team as they started to leak some oil there down the stretch in a in a big moment. You saw R.J. Luis showing off his great skill yet again as he pulls down a big rebound. You know, Dennis Jenkins had a whale of a night. Um, Joel Soriano came on in the second half. Tremendous first half from Brady Dunlap, but things got a little wonky there with the free throw shooting, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But bottom line is St. John's got the win. I mean, it was ugly. It didn't seem like it was going to be ugly at first when St. John's was up 20-5 to at one point, but unfortunately the Friars came back. Now, I had a feeling when it was, you know, a lead that was starting to grow, um, you know, you had a feeling that that definitely had the possibility um, of happening if St. John's did not focus for the next, uh, you know, um, 30, 30 minutes or so, and it kind of bit them um, in the butt, you know, and uh, and especially coming out of the half. You knew Providence wasn't going to go down without a fight. Kim English has done a great job. Um, with that Providence uh, group. And, you know, I was kind of surprised to see how well they would do because I was intrigued by it, and I didn't necessarily think right away they would start seeing results. But sure enough, Kim, Kim English and his uh, his Friars, he's got them in a good spot. And, you know, unfortunately, they've lost their um, their heavy hitter, Bryce Hopkins. So I say they have him... He has them in a right spot. They should be in a better spot, of course, with Hopkins. And I think without Bryce Hopkins, of course, St. John's, you know, able to go out and get a win. And um, I definitely feel like these were games in the past against teams that may have been without their better players. You would see St. John's stumble uh, to get by them. And um, and last couple games, you know, Villanova without Justin Moore and Providence without Bryce Hopkins. St. John's has been able to to get it done. Uh, but this was a different, you know, win for St. John's. So far, all of their Big East games have been fairly, fairly easy. Not too many moments in any of those games where you really started to worry too much about um, perhaps, you know, them blowing a lead or anything like that. But tonight was different. And I thought that it's definitely an opportunity. I think, you know, Dennis Jenkins said it in the postgame um, presser. It's it's a learning opportunity, and this is going to make us better. So I definitely think St. John's um, will grow from this um, as they go on to take Creighton um, this upcoming weekend. And that's, uh, you know, that's something that Rick Pitino talked about as well. He said, had we gone on to blow out Providence by 20, you know, we probably would get our butts kicked by Creighton. Um, and it was a good thing that they were engaged um, throughout the game. I think that's more what uh, 
Rick was trying to say there, not that he enjoyed watching his team um, almost get a, almost have one, you know, uh, brush away like that again, you know, lose one that you should probably should have, you know, won. And similar thing happened against the UConn Huskies where St. John's, you know, we saw them get up big. They had a nice lead at halftime and then UConn came back and St. John's faltered. Tonight it was a different uh, scenario. So, Good, good to get the win. Um, obviously, you know, got to be better against the three ball. Providence in the second half was tremendous from beyond. I mean, that was the big reason as to why you saw the Friars have such a resurgence uh, in the second half as they shot 41.7% from beyond. Devin Carter put up 23 in the garden. He had his MSG moment um, there in the second half. He would eventually foul out, but 9 for 13 from the field, 2 for 4 from beyond, and 3 for 6 from the charity stripe. And that's just in the second half to go along with 7 boards. So big night for Carter, um, who you know is a player that Providence is going to need. Um, as are a few other guys, Jaden Pierce, another one that they're going to need, you know, without Bryce Hopkins moving forward, um, you know, to, to keep their tournament hopes alive because that is such a big loss with Bryce Hopkins. I was really excited to see what he could do this year after having such a really tremendous um, season last year, killed St. John's, uh, or had a, re- had a good game against St. John's, I won't say you know, completely killed them um, up in up in Rhode Island, but uh, you know, at um, at the Garden last year it was a different story where St. John's was able to get an upset win, and then tonight I think they got uh, a little bit of a um, of an of a I don't want to say it was kind of a, a a win that opens people's eyes because I feel like the Villanova win did that a little bit, but this one I think made a lot of people feel like okay, St. John's might be for real right now. Like, this is going to be a team that's going to be put in the top 25. I have a feeling that's going to be the case, but we're going to see how they play against Creighton. Enough of that. Just, you know, looking at St. John's, though, in the second half. So they, first let me preface by the first half, they shot 45.5% from beyond, um, had uh, seven turnovers, which obviously don't love, and I think that, led to a lot of the slot, you know, you saw a lot more of that in the second half, more on that in a second, um, but 45% from beyond and 567 from the field. They didn't get to the stripe um, just once. R.J. Luis, Luis was one for two um, from the stripe, but in the second half, that's when things flipped. From beyond, they were just 28.6% from beyond, and then from the field, 37.5%. So, um, definitely two major drop-offs in that category. And then from the charity stripe, just 15 of 23. Now, this is something that I think Rick Pitino has kind of put on the back burner, and I think he's maybe been waiting to stress free throw shooting. Now would be the time to do so because the missed two free throws by Brady Dunlap there towards the end of the game, that's going to be something where... Later on down the stretch, I don't know if you're going to be able to get uh, out of that situation like you did. I think um, against maybe a more seasoned team, not that 
Providence isn't seasoned at all, but maybe per, against a UConn or a Creighton that you've got coming up this weekend or a Marquette team, those the, those will be moments that can come back to bite you. So St. John's really needs to, at some point in time, start to hone in on that. They had six turnovers this half as well, so the sloppy play continued. Um, definitely something that want to see St. John's clean up, and I feel like previously we would have seen a game like this go haywire for uh, the Red Storm in seasons past, You know where they get a big lead on a team to start, and then that team cuts into it little by little, or in this case, you know, kind of um, three by three as Providence was taking big chunks out of that St. John's lead. And, you know, St. John's would just completely falter down the stretch and they would get sloppy and they just would end up choking it away. Fortunately for tonight, that wasn't the case. I mean, and this is, it's something similar I think we've seen early on in the season where a majority of the points for Providence, or let me put this a different way, majority of the big moments for Providence that brought them back, their big comeback was within the first four minutes um, leading up to the media timeout where they went from trailing by uh, 12 at halftime to as much as 13, or excuse me, trailing by 11 at halftime and then to as much as 13, and then St. John's would go ahead and, uh, and allow Providence to go on a big run where they would cut into their lead completely going on a 11 to 11-0 run and um or excuse me a 10-0 run and then make it a 12-2 run at the media timeout to where it's 44-41 and now you're in a completely different ball game. So for St. John's I definitely think that's an area that we saw early on that they cleaned up but that just happened to come back tonight hopefully they'll be able to take care of that you know moving forward it's not something that I don't think is too crazy to have happen to you a couple of times but the amount of times we've seen St. John's just come out flat defensively and just seem like they're a little a little complacent is something that's a little alarming to say the least coming out because that might end up really nipping you in the butt if we don't fix that now but, you know, they come out of the media timeout, and I think St. John's, you know, may have started to get things together, um, but they just kind of, you know, managed to go into the seesaw where they're going back and forth with Providence because then they would be up by as much as uh, 13, and then Providence would start to come back, and then, you know, you start to, you know, have that same kind of feeling you know, you did previously, whether it was, you know, maybe against Dayton where it felt like they were starting to get somewhere and then all of a sudden back comes Dayton or against maybe North Texas and you kind of had to sweat it out. That's probably the best way I would summarize this game would be it was a little against North Texas, but against and none, nothing against the Mean Green, but against a better opponent like the Friars. So again, a great win, a win that I think you have to say to yourself moving forward, this is a win that could potentially have St. John's in a better position moving forward. They learn from it and then they go to Creighton and they give the Blue Jays their all. So that is pretty much my takeaway from the game as a whole. Um, You know, St. John's, 
got out of Dodge. I'll just say at the very end, it got way, way too hectic. Um, as again, Brady Dunlap missing, um, free throw. And then, you know, a great job by RJ Luis, um, hustling to the ball, made a great board. Uh, and I thought that RJ Luis, he had his guard moment. That's for sure. As he was able to, uh, to ensure that, that, uh, St. John's got the win and, and he knocked down it, um, Missed his first free throw, then made his second, and then Jaden Pierre for a three. Luckily, that did not, uh, you know, did not go through. Obviously, or else it would have been a stunner and potentially a, a heart crushing loss for St. John's early on in Big East play. But definitely a solid. I mean, I say solid. A fantastic start to Big East play for St. John's. This was a really, really tough stretch. That you had coming in, it's it's still uh, even getting tougher as you take on Creighton, but to win, you know, um, three games in a row, going up against Butler, Villanova, and Providence, and you know, against each of those three teams, you had big leads. I definitely think that makes me feel confident uh, moving forward. Should make everyone, um, but what doesn't uh, make me feel great is still don't love the turnout at Madison Square Garden would like of course there to be a packed house at the garden I know for college basketball it might be and and where St. John's is right now it might be tough to get a lot a ton of people out of the woodworks but at this point, I kind of struggle why. I mean, unless you're living under a rock and, you know, you follow college hoops, I don't understand why and you're, a, you know, just someone that went to St. John's. Not even saying you have to be a big diehard college basketball fan. But unless you live under a rock, how do you not know that St. John's with Rick Patino right now is off to a really solid start in Big East play? There was a ton of hype coming into the season, and they've been, uh, they've so far this year, knock on wood, of course, they've been, I don't want to say living entirely up to those expectations, but they've been getting on the fringe of living up to those expectations. Whereas, you know, I'm sure people thought that they would have been uh, a two-loss team in out-of-conference play and you know, stolen one against UConn up, um, up in Connecticut, but that just didn't happen, right? But with what they've been able to do, and even that UConn loss, you still should have felt enough. Like, okay, I want to get behind this team. It's not happened, and um, I mean, solid turnout, I, I, I suppose, with 12K. But I would like to get more and more people to that place make the you know pack msg i don't understand i mean coming from queens coming and and i know school classes aren't in session just yet they won't be um until i believe next week literally a week from now classes will be in session so you might see a big uptick in numbers or a decently sized uptick in numbers but still even if you live in the New York metropolitan area. How are you not getting to the game? I mean, there are tons of kids that live out in Long Island 
that live near um, the campus that are in Flushing? Like, how do you not make it out? I just don't get it. I mean, this is the number one team at St. John's. This is the team that everyone cares about. No offense to any of the other sports, but it is what it is. I went there for four years, and you are not seeing, you know, oh, yeah, we got the soccer game tonight. No offense again, but that was not the case. So I just wonder why. Why is it that St. John's is struggling with the turnout? For anyone that's listening to this that might be a journalism student, maybe in a Michael Rizzo class, a sports writing class, I I would give you know him the okay um, coming into this semester and go around asking you know why is it that you feel like people aren't getting behind the St. John's team? That would be my uh, my question um, to the student body right now because I'm I'm genuinely curious or just to the New York City area as a whole why is it that we're not getting a big turnout to the Garden? I mean you know I don't know maybe. Maybe it's because the Knicks just traded uh, for OG Ananobi and they're 5-0 and since the trade. Maybe it's because the Rangers are playing so good and that's putting St. John's on the back burner. I don't get it. I mean, you know, it, it's it's not like, and no offense to anyone out there and, you know, Hofstra people, please don't take offense to this. But St. John should be the main draw. They play at MSG. If you're living in the five boroughs, and again, no offense to Hofstra or Fordham, St. John's is the team, you know? And right now, I just don't know why people aren't backing them. I don't get it. I mean, it's a it's a team that you're kind of unrivaled in the New York City area. It's not like Mets versus Yankees or Giants and Jets, you know, Rangers, Islanders to an extent, Knicks, Nets sort of. I mean, it it boggles my mind. So I'd love to know that the answer to that question. But Thanks, everyone, again for tuning in to another episode of the 526 Podcast. We'll end it here with St. John's 4-1 and in Big East play. 4-1, and moving on to ranked uh, Creighton this upcoming weekend out in Omaha. Should be uh, a doozy against the number 22 Blue Jays uh, arena, an environment that St. John's has struggled in in the past. Saturday at 1 o'clock, be there. I'm not sure if we're going to be running into some issues with the NFL playoffs. Um, We will not be. I just looked it up. Browns-Texans kickoff is 430, so no one should have an issue uh, tuning into that game. Not that I think anyone really in the New York City area or St. John's fandom would have an issue. I'm just saying if you're wanting to watch a little football, um, that'll have to wait. But anyways, thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I will talk to you next time. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to 
In a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it In old New York If I can 